Good evening, and welcome to tonight's very unusual episode of Brilliant Observations. John is not with me this evening due to a loss of a family member, and Jessica is also not here for a very similar reason. So tonight, my special guest star is none other than, introduce yourself, Mallory Brilliant, my daughter. Now I know what you're thinking. How are you supposed to talk shit about your daughter (laughs) if she's literally three inches from your face? And yes, I did use the word literally correctly. Well, I'm going to figure it out. Hey, Mal, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I am doing well. How was your weekend? Tiring. Very full of activity. This weekend, we went to Connecticut, which I actually didn't know where that was until recently. And stop, (laughs) stop right now. What do you mean you did not know where Connecticut was until recently? I did not think that it was past New Jersey or New York. I didn't think we'd go through either state in order to get there. I thought Connecticut was right above us. So maybe geography would not be my best subject. All right. Here seems like a good point in time to teach you a very important lesson. I am not going to tell you that you always need to be presenting yourself as the smartest person in the room, but if there are things that you could not say that make you look like the dumbest person in the room. Like, where is Connecticut? (laughs) Like, I didn't know where Connecticut was until this weekend when we drove there. That's one of the things that I would prefer you use your inside your head voice to communicate with yourself giggle about to yourself, and then never repeat with your outside voice. This might make me sound more stupid than I had previously sounded, but I don't know how to use my inside head voice. So I did take a map test on all the states of the United States, which I aced, by the way. And even afterwards, I could not tell you what Connecticut was. So are you the kind of learner who studies your ass off, gets an A, and then everything just disaffucking peers right after that? That is exactly me. Well, that rules out law school and med school. I was never going to go to med school. Yes, but you have to memorize and know things. Well, memorizing and know things isn't my strong suit no matter what, which is why I did not do well on a couple tests this year. But once you get the hang of it, it's really not that hard. So I figure I could do med school or law school, but I'm just extremely lazy and probably couldn't do med school. I'm also... Not the best with blood or fluids of any sort. And I saw my dog get a rectal today, which made me want to vomit a little bit. Yeah. So, dear listener, you heard her correctly. I did swipe my credit card again today at the vet. You'd know already that Fairley has lymphoma and he's been having some bowel distress where normally I would say, here's some rice, get over it. But when your dog has a systemic illness. They want to see your dog. Of course they do. This is where John would chime in and say, cha-ching, cha-ching. But yeah, so we went there and Mallory did get to witness that. I do like the fact that you identify that you don't want to deal with fluids of any sort. I assume you mean bodily fluids. Yes, and all fluids. 
So you couldn't work at a gas station either? No. I, some people enjoy, which I find crazy, but some people enjoy the smell of gasoline, and it's like a hidden pleasure. So no one will actually tell you that they like the smell of gasoline, but everyone takes an extra sniff when they walk to the gas stations, and that's me in shoe stores. However, I do not like gasoline, I do not like bodily fluids, and I would not want to work with either of the two. But you have confessed to it. You walk into the croc store or a tire store or any place where there is a rubber sole or rubber in general, and you take a deep breath and you love that. I sometimes ask you to specifically walk into the stores with no purpose of buying shoes, but the purpose of taking a deep breath then walking out. Yeah, that's bizarre. No doubt. Um... We did this weekend also go, while in Connecticut, we were there for our friend's graduation from high school. And we were talking about milestones, and I had lots of things to ask to two grown-ups who would be here with me about milestones in our lives, because our milestones are, after this, what? Um, John and I discussed last week how retirement either isn't an option, or he and I are already retired. For me, it's hitting 50, and then death comes after that, or at least the engagement or marriage or graduation, those things for my children. So for us, our milestones have come to a close, but now it's our children. So we have graduations, engagements. I have another friend whose daughter should be getting engaged soon. And And another friend who has been engaged recently. I have a friend who just got engaged. Yeah, they're all joy, but life has definitely changed from birthdays graduations. Oh, speaking of birthdays, where is your brother right now? He's at a birthday party for a 16-year-old boy. Yes, I see your shocked face right now, mom. They still have those. When exactly do birth... I mean, I know for you and your brother, you had a B'nai Mitzvah. So you were 13 and you had a religious slash huge birthday party. We're still paying for that. Um, (laughs) And... Then girls have a sweet 16, right? Yes, I was actually invited to a quinceanera as well, which I will be unable to attend, but I wish I could. So quinceanera, that's a big deal. Sweet 16, uh, I don't know if that's an arbitrary number or it's also a big deal. Those are girl celebrations. When do boys stop having birthday parties? Well, I think that Ethan's last party that we've had was the B'nai Mitzvah. I don't recall him ever having a birthday party after that, right? That is true, but he has been invited to, I would say, three or four birthday parties since his 13th birthday. I think that the boy outgrows the birthday party when he outgrows some other stuff. For example, Fortnite, if you're still playing video games, then you still sort of have a childish aspect to you, and that gives you the want for a birthday party. Well, that's a delightful dig, but I'm going to have to say there are kids in college who are playing Fortnite, and I happen to know these streamers that your brother finds online are older. So you're telling me these 26-year-old streamers are not only playing Fortnite, they're still having birthday parties. I feel as though when the boys or men reach a level of maturity, that's when they'll stop having birthday parties, but some boys, kids, men, <laughs> some of the male gender have <laughs> have not reached that maturity level yet, and therefore they are unable to refrain from wanting presents and cake. Well, everybody wants presents and cake. I will tell you, I will never stop wanting presents and cake. But unfortunately for you and your brother, 
I kind of screwed you both. You both have summer birthdays, and your birthdays for Ethan falls during camp. Yep. How many days, Mel? Seven. <laughs> yeah, seven days till camp. And yours, I think, is worse. At least he's at camp with his camp friends. Yours is cuspy. It either falls right before you go back to school and get back together with your friends, or it falls, what was it, the first day of school one day? Yeah. I've never had a really good day for my birthday, but I think this year it's going to be before school for a long enough time that I could do something. But I feel as though I have reached the level of maturity in which I'm not going to want a birthday party. I'm going to want ice cream. And that's it with my mom. We give, oh, he's so sweet. We give you plenty of ice cream. All right. So my debate was do they just want presents? Do they just want their friends to come over and give them presents? Are they just looking for that excuse? And if that's the case, own up to it. Own up to it. For example, my father-in-law is turning 80 this weekend, and he has asked for, he's never had a birthday party before. He's having one, a big one. Actually, he's having three, but he's having a big one this year. And he asked for presents and poems and words of praise, joy, all memories, all of that good stuff. And you know what? When you hit 80, I get it. Maybe those parties come back at a certain year. Because at a certain year, you have a more instinct to celebrate your life because your life is slowly getting shorter. Whereas these men, boys, male species, <laughs> have they have their milestones. They have many milestones ahead of them. But when you're 80 years old, you've hit most of your milestones and you just want to be surrounded by your friends and your family again. So you're saying he's closer to death, he's fearing <laughs> it, and he wants joy. He wants friends, family, party, presence. He wants it all. Yes, I think that he just wants to be with the people who he loves the most. And I don't think he would hate if we all got him presents and sang him songs telling him how much we loved him. Right. That's another story. Um, what we are going to do. Each family member is supposed to present something at this party. And I, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. And it's days away. It's, well, if her camp is seven days away and it's, well, it's five days, it's before camp. So we're going to try to figure it out. Dear listener, send me a quick hit up on Facebook. If you know of something fun we could do for an 80 year old man and please keep it clean. But don't hold back if you do send anything, because a family dance and family rap are both in consideration. Well, we've already done a family dance. For your B'nai Mitzvah, we all went to a super fun choreographer who did a dance with us to what songs? What did we do? It Takes Two, but I don't know who that's by. And then House Party? No. <laughs> no, you're so cute. It's you're so cute. I'm going to let it I'm going to let it all go. We did Flow Rida. Oh, but what's and it Rob Bass My House? My House. That makes a lot more sense and it's Rob Bass who sings it's who sings it takes two. Yes. So well, welcome to My House and we all we did a huge dance and it was so much fun and if we are friends on Facebook, you can find it there. It's very amusing. So I was going to, normally at this point of time, Mals, I ask my co-hosts what they're watching on Netflix, and I'll bet you anything in the world, or on TV or anywhere, I'll bet you anything in the world, your answer is very different than theirs. And I'm curious, what are you watching? So though it may not be for everyone, I do very much enjoy the classic movies that have 
Boy Meets Girl, like the princess Cinderella themed movies. So the most recent one I've watched on Netflix, although I have watched The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu, which I very much recommend. What? Come again? You watch The Handmaid's Tale? Yes. I heard you and someone else talking about it once, so I got into it and then I really liked it. And they they uploaded new episodes to Hulu, so I thought I'd check it out again. Okay. I'm going to... Shame me. No, shame me. So you like you enjoy this series? I like it a lot. There are some parts where, as you know, I do skip forward okay, a lot. That was that. my next question. Mallory has the wonderful ability to put her finger on the phone or iPad and slide her finger across when things get uncomfortable, awkward. awkward. <laughs> um, she cannot handle anything awkward. I started to watch Allie McBeal with you. Oh, no, I could not handle Allie, Allie McBeal. Or what was the Jewish Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand movie? Yentl. I couldn't watch Yentl because I knew at some point something bad would happen and it was just staying with me. And you're examining my face very hard right now because I'm wearing clown makeup, but... <laughs> yeah, so school is over and Mallory is left to her own devices. So she's in her room putting clown makeup on. And I hate clowns. So <laughs> she's got red lips, which are actually kind of cute. It looks like you ate a popsicle. It's and your lipstick. Is it mine? Yeah, it's the it's the pack you gave to me. And I put it on and I put tape under my eyes in the shape of triangles so that I can get blue triangles under my eyes and I look really creepy right now. I want you to know, dear listener, it's not white ugly clown makeup. It's like Harlequin clown makeup, but it is still disturbing to see this little face and her voice come out with this out of this clown face. It's kind of it's kind of disturbing. All right, so you watched The Handmaid's Tale and you buffered through as much of it as you could. I did. I, I There was a lot of uncomfortable, awkward moments as well as inappropriate moments that I did not want to see. So I did skip through most of those. But you should know that my Netflix searches are pretty much DJ Cinderella, the Brazilian TV show about the DJ who her parents don't want her to be a DJ. So I have a very nice, neat, organized Netflix history. As opposed to whom? You. I don't know why you think that. Um, I watched Wanda Sykes, her comedy special, Not Normal. And it was upon Honor's suggestion. It was in my queue. And I don't know how long it would have waited in my queue. But Honor told me uh, to watch it. And it was fabulous. And it was even better than that. It was, I, I mean, laugh out loud. Really poignant. Excellent. It was an excellent stand-up special. Highly, highly recommend. What else are you watching? I have on reruns, or repeats actually, more like it, The Office, Friends, Grey's Anatomy, and a couple more, I think. You know you slowly retard when you watch the same freaking show over and over and over. Look at me in the eyes when you say that. Yeah, all right. But I don't watch it. You sit there and watch it. I put it on as background noise because otherwise I just talk to the dogs and I get really depressed that they don't talk back. Maybe you should get help. This podcast was supposed to be help for me. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this was supposed to be. All right, Mallory, what did you do today? So today we went on a family trip to get our eyebrows waxed. Ethan, you, and myself all went to ACAC where they all know us because we go there. Well, 
I don't know how often, but we go there every couple of months to get our eyebrows done and then eat pretzels. So we all walked in and they said appointment for two because they, I guess they just assumed that it was mom and I, but no, Ethan was also getting his eyebrows done. Now, to be clear, he did not want to do this, but I thought it was time that he went from one eyebrow to two, one over each eye. There was no need to brow the bridge of his nose any longer. (laughs) There was no need for that. And he was appropriately terrified. The unknown waxing, I don't know, maybe he's seen the 40-year-old virgin and knows that you scream whatever you scream when being waxed. But he did really well until she pulled out the tweezers. And then I thought he was going to punch this poor woman in the face. Well, in all honesty, we both have the most agonizing part of right under the eyebrow above our eye, which is the most painful. And the only part she waxed was the bridge of his nose. So he wouldn't have the unibrow. So I feel as though we could have given him more pain. Don't worry. Our conversation of what's your future going to be or where do you want to look for college was enough pain on the way home. But he got lunch out of it, which probably made him happy. And those soft pretzels that we always get when we go to the gym spa. All right. In seven days, you are going to camp. What are your non-Jewish friends doing for the summer? So far in the past three days, there has been three pool parties, all of which I was invited to, but last second, and I knew it was a pity invite because they all forgot about me. So I feel like they'd be the best without me this summer, and they're probably going to have many more pool parties. So first of all, aww. Don't feel pity, Mom. I already have enough pity. (laughs) What do you mean? I was, they figured I was already at camp because I told them all I was leaving for camp. Okay. All right. That's fair fair enough. So they didn't think you were here. And when you just kept posting cute things on Snapchat or Insta, they're like, shit, that bitch is still home. I better invite her to my party. But that doesn't mean I didn't get a text after not going to the party saying, like my post and comment. And then when I don't, calling me many mean words. Oh, well, that's not nice. She was one of the girls who had a party? Yes, but she was doing it in a very sarcastic way because that's just who she is. But she's a very nice person. Nice and sarcastic. Do you know anyone else like that? I can't think of one. No, not a single soul. Not a soul on earth. Yeah, so Mallory also went to the dentist today and she she had had braces that a bracket messed with one of her teeth and the dentist was building up a tooth, blah, 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 blah. As we're walking out, the dentist says, she's mini you. And I looked at him and I said, no, no, no. She really looks more like Stuart. She really favors him more. And he said, I'm not talking about the way she looks. She is you in a just a bit smaller size. And I thought, is that good? <laughs> I think that's up for you to decide. Haven't you always wanted to clone yourself? No. Yes. No. No. If you had a clone of yourself, what would you use it for? Evil. I mean, (laughs) sorry, it just seemed like the right answer. Uh, How would I clone myself? You would use plasmids and you do genetic slicing from DNA technology in a lab. Looks like biology paid off a little this year. What um what what would you do with a clone of yourself? I, I don't know. I figure I'm doing the things I need to be doing. Well, I think if I had a clone of myself, they wouldn't be able to get the exact emotional range that I have into that clone. So I'd have them do whatever dad asks because he's a very needy man. 
And wait, I wait, 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 wait. When you say needy man, how do you mean needy? I mean, he the second he gets home, Ethan runs up to his room in order to avoid him because he has a list of chores that we have to do. Right. He is a taskmaster. And are you saying that I don't tell you to do things? No, you tell us to do things, but you have this way because you're always home when we're home. So you have this way of spreading out the things you want us to do and giving us time to ourselves. Whereas he doesn't have all the time in the world to yell at us. So the second he gets home, he says, you have two hours. Here's your list of stuff. You're not going to use Fortnite for the rest of the week if you don't get this done. You sound like Annie. Do you want to start singing It's a Hard Knock Life right now? I do not. I am fine with the chores myself. But it would be nice if I had a clone to do it. And then maybe I could spend time on Netflix on different shows. Yeah. So all of your free time is not just spent on Netflix. You have another app that you use that makes me both, I guess... Proud. <laughs> well, sometimes proud. I mean, I like the fact that it's creative. Can you talk about it for a sec? So, though this is in no way an advertisement, I... Right. We get, <laughs> we get paid for nothing. But if you would like us to advertise, we would love money. I use an app called TikTok, which is not easy to admit because it's considered a app for people who are... I'm not going to use it back. I'm just going to say losers maybe. let it let it rip use the word it's consider people who are weird it's um so though these people are not weird there's a lot of cosplayers on the app which are people who act out scenes and they act as characters to different songs so i use this app and i find sarcastic and videos that sort of match me like about something you find bits of songs that are very expressive and very situational and you put Sometimes this weird clown, I'm assuming you put the dumb clown makeup on for one of these TikToks. For several of these TikToks, actually. Okay, so, yeah, so I will see if I can post one on, my favorite one on Brilliant Observations Facebook. I would remake your favorite one because you have that favorite one from a time where I was, had my hair in a messy ponytail and I had braces. Oh, so you, all right, I'll accept the I want to do it without braces. Mallory will remake it and I will post it as soon as she is finished and gives me permission because although I am the reason she will be in therapy in the future, I don't want to add to it consciously. I want my, I want my actions and, and good ideas that she doesn't appreciate to be the cause of therapy, not malice. You think I'm sending you to therapy? I don't think you're sending me to therapy. I think yeah. that you might send me to a mental hospital for all my <laughs> deathly sarcastic jokes that some people don't get sometimes, but only people who get them are my friends. And I have a, what's another word for, oh, I have a dark sense of humor. And I think I got that mostly from you. You think I have a dark sense of humor? No, but I think that it's your sarcasm, which raised me and that sarcasm since I've reached a level of sarcasm, now turns to something more You are morbid. definitely sinister. You definitely have a darker side. I get emails. I have been getting emails from your English teachers since the oh, very shit. beginning of time that your independent writing is, is creepy and dark. They, they didn't say creepy. They said, what first they said interesting, recent? and then they said dark. What was your most recent? It, I think teacher? it was last year. Mm, no, maybe it was probably eighth grade. Mrs. Dorr? I don't, I don't remember. But I remember hearing her journal 
is worth a read. Have you read her stories? Because I don't do conferences for you anymore because you don't need them. And at middle school, you become your advocate and I just sit back and put you on autopilot until something explodes into flames and then I help you put the fire out. But to get those emails, well, you remember in kindergarten, (laughs) the email I got from... Mrs. Turner. Saying that I used curse words while singing gives you hell to my teacher. Yeah, they were trying to teach the kids a song and they said, we're going to learn every word to this song. Kids, are there any songs to which you know all of the words? And hands went up and what what did they say? They figured that we were going to sing Old MacDonald or Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Right. And they, if you're happy and you know it, um, and every Christmas song. Yeah, I know all the words too. And my daughter raises her hand high and says, gives you hell by the All-American Rejects. And the teacher and the aide in the classroom look at each other and try not to laugh. And they say, no, 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 Mallory. I mean, songs that you know all of the words to because you've been singing it forever. And she says, gives you hell by the American Rejects. And then she proceeds to sing it for them. And that was my first email. Mrs. Brilliant. Your daughter is exceptional. Please tell her she cannot sing that in our classroom. It is not appropriate. Yeah. Um, and then her. it was only the year before that her brother was in there and they couldn't use sarcasm. It's. I've had problems with you in school since the get-go. Since the get-go. Well, I do realize that a lot of my creative writing and especially my poetry is a bit morbid because I feel like the best way to find emotion is through sadness and darkness because that's where there is most emo- the most emotion to take from. I have never, as, as you would like to say to me, I have never been with or had adversity in my entire life. However, I have seen others and I have seen movies. Right. You watch Grey's Anatomy like you're getting paid for it. Wait, wait. You had adversity. I made you take the bus home that one day. (laughs) Yeah. I have a fear of public transportation, so it's not the best for me to take the bus, but it wasn't that bad. I just didn't like the judgy looks from our neighbors like, why are the brilliance on the bus this year? Are you guys okay? And having to tell them. It was one day. It wasn't this year. It was one day. Yeah, we got those looks, the, oh, the brilliance finally got off their high and mighty stool to join us on the bus. And did you explain it's because your mother had a gynecologist appointment? (laughs) She was put in the boob-sucking machine. I did. I actually did that that day, too. I absolutely did. Your writing is excellent. It's fun to read. It's sometimes very disturbing and dark, but I'm fine with that. I mean, you we're going to do some story writing this summer, and then you're going to hopefully start your own podcast of just storytelling. While I discuss storytelling, Mel, I found a story online, which I assumed was a true story until I started to read it, and it was told in a very, I don't know, storytelly kind of way. I don't think if this really happened to this girl, she would tell it this way or put it out this way, but it was about a bride and groom, and the bride, they've been together six years, and it was the weekend of their wedding. And they both had a bachelorette and a bachelor party, and they agreed to spend like the last two nights apart because it would just build the suspense for the wedding. And they would text each other, and they were still in contact. Six years. They've been together for six years. And as the night before the wedding comes, she starts getting text messages from a woman who is screenshotting conversations her fiance has been having with her, talking about 
her being his girlfriend and wishing that he was marrying her and not his fiance. And it's a girl with whom he had been having an affair during for months during his relationship with his fiance. That during the years that they were together, I think it, I think the article said it was four months. So what do you do? You find out you're having this big wedding that you've planned with this great guy with whom you are wildly and madly in love. And his other girlfriend starts texting you screenshots and pictures of the two of you together and all of this stuff. What do you do? I would confront him because I feel as though if our relationship was so good that I would trust him so much and I'm so deeply in love that maybe it was a misunderstanding or someone trying to get back at him. But if it was all true and ever this had happened, I would call off the wedding and look elsewhere for love because I believe that if a man cheats, he might feel bad and he might never do it again. And that does not mean that he was not with another woman. I thought you were going to bust into a Carrie Underwood song right there. I was a little nervous (laughs) about where you were going. Yeah, so you would have confronted him. I feel as though if you were to leave conflicts to sit until, because the wedding would be the next day, confronting him on the day of would be a lot harder because if it was true and you did want to break it off with him, that would mean that you'd have to send all the family away, say, I'm sorry for coming. If cousins were flying down that night, you could save them the trouble and tell them just to stay there. You could fix a lot of problems before they start if you just confront them and figure out the truth. So having had a little experience with marriage and for you as well, having had that bat mitzvah, that party, you know that the night before everything's done. It's way too late to tell cousins not to come down to do. And especially since the night before I thought was a rehearsal dinner, but it seems like it was, it was just the bachelor and bachelorette parties. This is not what she chose to do. She Knowing full well you get $0 back for canceling a wedding then and there, day of or day before or night before when she found out, she walked down the aisle with her father to meet him, and then she dropped her bouquet and pulled out her cell phone and started reading all of the texts that this woman had sent her about him, from him, to him, pictures, and explained because she didn't want while canceling this wedding, for him to spin a story about how it didn't work out or how this is her fault in any way or make himself a victim or how could she do this, she read and explained what had happened. So the entire chapel is full of people there for their wedding. And then she said, and this is why there will be no wedding today. And he ran out of the church. He ran out. And then she said, And we're going to still celebrate love by having this big party that we can't get our money back for. And all the shrimp was purchased and lobsters were boiled. So let's get on with the party. Running away makes him feel like a real guilty man. So I feel like there might be something more going on. Yeah, it definitely seems like he was guilty. But as I'm reading it, thinking, how could he? It kind of started to feel like urban legend or not so true, but... You used to find all those stories online that I used to love when you read to me. I used to fall asleep too, but I still loved it. It put me to sleep. But sleep is important, so don't judge. Speaking of things we found on the internet, and one of them is Would You Rather. You and I both have a big affinity for Would You Rathers. John and I did a couple last week, and I had a couple for him this week. I don't, I mean, 
They're grown-up would-you-rathers. If you're going to podcast with me... I'll be a grown-up. No, it just needs to be a little different with with the level. All right, let's see what you came up with for would-you-rathers. Mine are non-grown-up would-you-rathers. So, would you rather have hiccups for the rest of your life or always feel the need to sneeze forever but never be able to sneeze? Ouch. Um... Okay, hiccups can really hurt. Have you had the hiccups that really hurt? Yeah, I feel it in my back sometimes, and I have this horrible feeling in my throat after hiccups. Yeah, I don't want either one of those, Mel. I, I, I don't want either one of those. But you know the pain it is when you have to sneeze, but you can't sneeze? Yeah, I can't. I can't pick one of those. Would you rather have to sneeze or have the hiccups forever? Hmm. What about you? I think I would go with the hiccups because I know for me personally, my hiccups are pretty irregular and they could, I mean, this question I found wasn't very specific with what it was. So maybe the hiccups could be every couple minutes and not that bad. Oh, cummy goey? Yes. Whereas having to permanently sneeze would be the worst feeling in the entire world. Yeah. I think in addition to the worst feeling, having to sneeze comes with inevitable snot. When you have the hiccups, you're not leaking out of any orifice. You know, it's it's just an uncomfortable feeling and it might be hard to kiss someone or it might be hard to drink. I don't know. You'd have difficult things, but you wouldn't be leaking. Oh, 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 you hate fluids. You wouldn't be leaking <laughs> a fluid out of your nose. All right. So I, I, I agree. I will take the intermittent hiccups over the inevitable sneeze. Would you like to read the next one? Yeah. I will do one. Would you rather lose the ability to speak or would you rather lose the ability to read? I would rather lose the ability to speak. And I know I speak a lot, so you're probably wondering why I would do that. But I think that there's an entire, there's a bunch of different worlds in reading. There's so many things you can explore and learn, and there's other ways to communicate than speech. There's sign language, there's writing, there's a lot of different ways to communicate. But reading, if I never get to read a bunch of novels that I've always wanted to read, or I always like reading, or I read for a hundred times so there's nothing else in my room, I don't know how I'd survive. So I would go without speech. I agree completely. Also, knowing sign makes it a little easier for me to answer (laughs) this one. Um, But I definitely love the fact that you are my kid and you just answered that you would never want to not be able to read. So speaking, although you never shut the fuck up. (laughs) So that's a tough one. So I I know how hard that was for you and I appreciate your answer. What else you got? Mine are, again, not the adult ones. This is, would you rather have chocolate-flavored poop or poop-flavored chocolate? Because I think that either way you're eating shit, so. (laughs) Wow. Chocolate-flavored poop or poop-flavored chocolate? Well, poop-flavored chocolate, they're both fucking disgusting. Let's start there. But poop-flavored chocolate, yeah, I guess I would want whatever, I hate to say this out loud, I would want whatever tastes like chocolate. So chocolate, so I can't even say it, I'm so sorry. Um... I can't. I want. Would the, you like me to say it for you? No. I think I'd have the same response. I want the one that tastes like chocolate. Chocolate flavored poop. <laughs> I mean, our our dogs have eaten shit in the past. I mean, they had a disease that they got rid of. But I, I've seen, I, 
Oh, it's such a hard one. Well, would you want to eat shit or something that tastes like shit? No, it would have to taste like chocolate. And I would tell myself it was something else. You don't know. Maybe it could be looking like frozen yogurt. We'll put it in a kiwi cup for you. Want to experiment with this? We'll take some Fairly's frozen yogurt shit and then we'll put it some okay, chocolate. Stop right now. <laughs> stop right now or I'll vomit. Stop right now. Hey, you know what I can discuss with you that I can't discuss with my other co-hosts? What? Hi, boogies. Oh, yes, love. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not, like I said before, not a fan of bodily fluids. However, the only thing I find disgusting about eye boogies or eye boogers or some sort of eye boogie is when she tries to wipe it on me or the dog licks me right after she puts it in their mouth. I don't put it in their mouth. After they lick it off her finger. So, all right, here's a would you rather off the cuff. You, I'm asking, you would rather get a kiss to the face from Shirley after she goes to town on her own labia instead of eating an eye boogie? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, I, wow. <laughs> yeah, all right. So my next would you rather, <laughs> thank you for not answering. That shows maturity that I don't have. See, these were for grownups. Would you rather only get green lights or never stand in line again? So driving, never having to stop to get where you want to go or never have to stand in line again to wait for something. Though I am not a driver and I know that the green light thing would sound very appealing to a driver, I think the stand in line thing would be the one I choose because I think that at some point I'm going to want to stop and go on my phone to finish a text so I'm not in danger while driving. Whereas lines, I hate lines. I hate standing still. I hate other people. So the whole concept of lines is driving me insane just thinking about it. I hate lines. Where do you wait in line? Every day at school, I buy lunch, which thank you for that this year. I used to always have to bring lunch, but now I can buy. But every day, I stand in this long line for whatever hot meal there is. Every time that there is something we have to get in a classroom, I have to stand in line and get notes. When we're trying to check out at a restaurant or some place like the grocery store, have to stand in line. And I feel like we run into lines more than we realize. So standing in line, you have your cell phone. Can't you just look down and not engage? And by the way, I hate people at 14 to say I hate people. I really am mini you. You really? My VR dentist was right. You are mini me. That makes me nervous because I didn't hate people till more recently. And I think I'm discovering I like some people. <laughs> I'm glad that you finally discovered that you enjoy some people. I'm sure a lot of our listeners who hope that they are those people would really enjoy hearing that you'd like some of them. No, I like all of them. Those are all of the people that I like. Dear listener, I'm talking about you. Yeah, you. <laughs> Do you have any more would-you-rathers? Yes. This is kind of like your speaker-read one. Mm -hmm. Would you rather have the supermind to read minds but be illiterate or be able to read but have no powers whatsoever? Well, I already can read with no powers, so... But you'd be... I mean, that's what you have now, but would you rather <laughs> swap that for being able to read people's minds, but you would never be able to read again? Can I fly, too? <laughs> I 
I'm afraid that that was not a part of the would you rather question, but whatever you set your mind to, I'm sure you can do it. I'm going to hunker down and hold steady with not reading people's minds. Because again, if we're not waiting online with them and we don't like them in the first place, I I don't really want to know what they're thinking. I'm good. I'm going to opt out of that. What about you? I'm wondering if this were a genie question and genies are manipulative, how would you respond? If you were given three wishes, how would you respond in order to be able to read minds and be able to read without any consequences? I have no idea what the fuck you just asked me. (laughs) Phrase a wish that you would give to a genie to be able to do something that you've always wanted to do in a way that there would be no way for them to twist it against you and give you consequences or repercussions. So I have to, do I have to make both of those one wish? You can, whatever your greatest wish is, it doesn't have, because you like to fly. I want to. (laughs) So take whatever wish you have and make it a way where they don't turn you into a bird by accident or make you fly but Uh, die. Oh, you can fly into that brick wall. (laughs) You fly, but you're always doomed to fail. Oh, God. Genie. Yes. I wish that in my everyday life, remaining human, (laughs) because you made me think about it, that I could get from place to place with the gift of flight without wings. I don't want fucking wings. And I, as a genie, give you the gift of flight nonstop. You run everywhere and people think you're crazy. You're hunted by the government and you die. Well, that backfired. <laughs> I, I actually think about this every night before I go to bed. If you had three wishes for the world, what why? would you do? Oh, for the world, that's different. But why is your genie such a douchebag? I have read a lot of books and watched a lot of movies in which the genie is always manipulative and looking for ways to... Screw you. (laughs) Yes. Turn your gift into a way of pleasing them by seeing you fail. Well, your genies are all fucking assholes, and I don't think that... Sorry. Bad language. (laughs) Sorry. Nah, we both curse like chuckers. Um, Yeah, I I honestly feel like I don't like your premise, I don't accept your premise, and your genie's a douche, so fuck him. All right, then without consequences, what are three wishes you'd have for... Anything, not just for you, but for anyone, anything. I want to end hunger. I think there's nothing worse than being food insecure. It's devastating, and I can't think of anything worse than that. The huge problem. I want to repair what we've done to the world as far as climate wise, as far as earth wise, as far as the damage we've done to the animals, to the air, to food, to people through that. I want to bring the bees back. (laughs) And what else? What's my third? I get three, two. What did I get? Three. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Food, earth security. um, And I would like to, I mean, it would affect me a lot too. I would like to... (laughs) To make all of the guns turn to dust. Everybody's. She snapped, and like Thanos, they all went poof. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd like to take away hate, and I thought maybe that would help with the guns. Like, I wanted to go for the bigger the bigger policy of, but there are things, I mean, I have a whole freaking segment on this show, Noodle, that's called People I Hate. People who text and drive. It's all the people that shouldn't be on the road because they're only hitting green lights and are texting and driving. So they made a different deal than I did. All right, Mal, I think it's time to wrap it up, flip it, 
Rub it down. Oh no. What a girl. I it's want electric. Boogie woogie woogie. Why are you doing that? No idea. So thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you have any comments on whatever we've spoken about, like our would you rather questions or milestones in your life, feel free to comment and talk about it and email us. Give us your feedback. You are so fucking cute. We are at on all of the social medias at Listen Brilliant. And you can also write us and say, what are you doing podcasting with a 14-year-old? For your information, she's almost 15. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was mature. <laughs> Suck it. So that was really mature. You're not fighting for your cause here. I am not. <laughs> um, uh, at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And if you would like to advertise in our podcast, that would be amazing. We would love to be paid <laughs> for advertisements. That's really sweet. You know, never have we asked for it, but a 14-year-old comes on and says, pay me. Pay me. <laughs> yeah, you say that to me, too. I'll say it straight up. Give us money. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, parenting, the hardest job that will ever be. Obviously harder than being president. Well, mm. yep, yep, yep. Not a political <laughs> Sensitive show. Sensitive subject. Yes, okay. not a political show. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We're grateful for you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>